from the Mercy One Studio. Welcome to Straight Talk, a lively discussion on tough issues impacting our lives. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your host, Gene Wells. Welcome to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is your weekly dose of news from the diocese and around the world and commentary on issues of things that cause us indigestion, angst. I've had a lot of indigestion over the last few weeks, whether it's COVID or all of the civil uh, unrest, lots of things that can cause us grief. And we're going to talk about that latter here today. It's time for Straight Talk. You've got questions. We've got some answers for you. Our text line is open today, 515-223-1150. I would love to hear from you on our text line. Uh, You're going to want to be able to text in because my guest today is Sergeant Paul Parizic. He is the public information officer. The face of the Des Moines Police Department is with me today. And we're going to talk about the state of America, the state of Iowa, the state of Des Moines. And are we just having a really good civil discourse or are we on the verge of a civil war? I mean, I, I'm i just, I, I do have a lot of angst around this. So he's going to be a great resource for us. Uh, but first, um, you know, let's talk about some of the things that have been happening. Um, I mean, it's been crazy uh, between the, the, um, Fires at churches, the one where uh, Blessed St. Unipro Sarah founded in San Gabriel, California. They don't know if that is, is arson or not. Uh, the church in Florida where the person drove his vehicle into the church and then threw two gallons of gasoline in the church while the there were parishioners in there preparing for Mass. Uh, there were two different statues of the Blessed Virgin Mary um, that wa- were um, destroyed, uh, uh, defaced. I mean, it's just crazy. And, you know, it's it's very, very disheartening. Um, so, you know... What what is the cause of all of this anger? We're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Um, but first, we, we've got a couple of events. Um, well, first of all, the diocese staff of the Catholic Pastoral Center will be on furlough. That began yesterday through July twenty fourth. It's it's to exercise prudent financial stewardship and uh, to stand in solidarity with parishes and schools which are sacrificing due to the coronavirus. Um, Now, there are a few of us that are still working during this furlough. I'm one of them. The Catholic Tuition Organization is available. We're not in the building, but we will be answering emails and phone calls, um, unlike the Pastoral Center staff. Um, Secondly, good news. Uh, This is Rejoice and Be Glad time. Sister Mary Esther will be professing her final vows with the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. That is July 22nd, so just coming up in in a little over a week. Um, That will be at 9 a.m. our time, and you can join in the celebration by watching it live stream. It is on Go. Lee, so G O L E, digital, 
dot org forward slash about forward slash professions. Um, so uh, if you need that email address or that that URL link, just uh, text me at 515-223-1150. I can get that out to you. Uh, that information also is on the diocese website. Uh, Sister Mary Esther is the sister of Father James Downey, so please keep her along with the seven other sisters who will be professing perpetual vows in your prayers. Uh, The Christ Our Life Conference is still scheduled for September 26th and 27th. With COVID-19 as an issue, the um, Iowa Events Center, as well as the conference organizers, are keeping an eye on all of the statistics related to the virus and making sure that it's going to be a safe environment with social distancing for the vendors as well as the participants. So uh, get your tickets. Go online to Christ Our Life. Iowa.com. Uh, and in news, uh, Lila Rose, the founder and president of the pro life organization Live Action, tweeted this weekend Catholic churches in at least seven states have been vandalized or burned recently. In Florida yesterday, which we mentioned this in our recap of today's show, uh, mass attendees were in church when it was lit on fire. Fortunately, no one was hurt. Uh, she says, I see this little reporting on this and even less an outcry from progressive leaders. Why? Don't know. Uh, condemning this should be a nonpartisan issue. Uh, In addition to the Florida church in New York, a statue of our Blessed Mother was defaced with graffiti and another statue of Mary, this one in Boston, was set on fire. A uh, California mission church founded by St. Unipro Sarah uh, dealt with a fire, um, though we don't know if that one is arson or not. Uh, This same church, though, removed the statues of St. Sarah following the destruction of several other of his statues in the state of California. Hey, when we come back, uh, we'll be visiting with Sergeant Paul Prezik. He's a public information officer for the uh, Des Moines Police Department. And we're going to talk about the state of America. Is this just a good civil discord conversation or we are we in the midst of a civil war? It's time for Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. The coronavirus has impacted lives in Iowa and around the world. This is especially true in rural South Africa, where COVID-19 restrictions have led to vulnerable children being hospitalized due to starvation. To combat this hunger, Blessman International now offers a program called One Child at a Time. You can sponsor a child in South Africa for $1 a day. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. BlessmanInternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know 
Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq des Moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Greg Harper. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells, and I do encourage you to text me, 515-223-1150. If you have a question for Sergeant Paul Parizek, he is a public information officer for the Des Moines Police Department, and he's joining me today. Good morning, Sergeant. Good morning, Jean. How are you? I am good. It hey, sounds like it. you said that your your email got hacked. How can that happen to the police? Come oh. on. <laughs> no, I think it was uh, more other social media things. Ah, oh. yeah, it happens to all of us, right? Oh, yeah, it can. It certainly can. Yeah. You got to be cautious. Yeah, uh, you know when I had I had thought about scheduling you for the show several weeks ago, and I'm like, oh, all of this rioting, rioting is going to calm down. Uh, it seems like Des Moines. We haven't had any um, any recently, but elsewhere it hasn't. Or, or is it just not getting to the press here in Iowa? Well, the, the actual rioting that we experienced in the first days of some of these protests has, has stopped. Oh, good. Um, I think once we took a more aggressive posture and kind of made a little more de- defined um, boundaries for behavior, that, that faded out. Um, we've still seen um, or experienced a few instances where protests have spilled over into the streets and occupied our roadways. and. Um, minor inconvenience, you know, there, there are times when we can support that. There was one this Saturday night and, you know, time and place allowed for us to, to just allow it to continue. And it, um, while disruptive, you know, it, it is part of your first amendment expression. Um, the impact on everybody else's rights was minimal. So we're trying to do our best to find that, you know, do that balancing challenge every day with where one person's rights start and stop and another person stop and start. So mm-hmm. it's a, uh, it's a challenge. 
Well, and I could say, you know, I don't care what you guys did. It wasn't right. I mean, okay, I'm not saying that. (laughs) But it sure seems that way when you look at the media. It's like, gee, if you're too tough on them, you know... Where's our free, you know, where's the rights of our, you know, our First Amendment rights? And if you, if you let people express it, then it's like, come on, how come you're not being tough on these people? This is ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, it is a challenge for us. And, and we're used to being in a, a no-win situation as the police. We know that overall, the overwhelming majority of police people support what we do, understand that we're doing the right thing, and understand that you may not get all the information right away. Now, well, that's one challenge that we've experienced significantly with the media not just locally, but nationally throughout these events. There mm-hmm. has been an incredible amount of anti-police bias expressed. So if you sit down and you just watch the news, it, you're going to see these images and you're going to hear these stories that will leave you with the impression that there are a bunch of reckless, racist, killer cops running around this mm-hmm. nation. And that's not the, that is not the truth. Those aren't the facts. So the only thing you can do is go out and seek out those counterpoints and seek out the information that's going to balance those stories, because what's really going on isn't nearly as dramatic as what the media has been presenting to us. Well, it makes news. Yeah. It, it, it makes it, news. So it's like, let's let's take the anomaly and make it headlines, and then you get people that are up in arms about life in general, right. and they, they just start attacking and... And yeah, I mean, it's interesting yeah. because with with small children, um, grandchildren, in my case, sure. you know, when there are police around, you know, I talk about how helpful they can be. And that's who we go to for help. And this morning, there was a fire engine that went by um, fire truck. And it's like, oh, we want to we want to get out of the way. We want to be respectful of the work that they're doing so they can get to help people. And, you know, it's like if but if we're not passing those messages on and we only talk about the you know, the few ugly things that happen, we're raising a generation of, of, of radical folks. Well, we also, what we do is we stop the progress that is happening. Uh, you know, and that's one thing that gets overlooked a lot when there is um, something, like you said, that's clickworthy or, or, you know, newsworthy because it's a for-profit industry and people forget about that. Right. But there's every single day there is, you know, progress being made. These relationships are being established. They're being sustained. They're being maintained through work. Um, relationships that we've had in our community for, for decades. And that's what's getting us through this. And what you'll see at the end of this is that we're going to see that at the table at the police department and the tables that we're invited to, it's going to be the same people who have been working diligently with their heads and their hearts to make things better in our community as there were 10 years ago. And that's what's going to make things better. This this chaos is is distracting. It's I think it's intended to be mm-hmm. and um, it it does nothing but slow the progress that's being made. And it, we get a little frustrated when we start talking about where this comes from. Well, and I want to delve into that here okay, in a little sure, bit, sure. but 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 for this whole um, now I haven't seen anything the last few days, but this defund the police department and that there are communities that are really are taking that up seriously. Mm-hmm. How can they even? How can they even consider that? I think it's a horrible idea, and it's yeah. a horrible decision. That's gonna. I think those are people who don't really understand sometimes exactly what the police do in, in a totality of our operations. Another problem that we see sometimes when we look at these organizations, and I'll point at Seattle right now. 
mm-hmm. because I was just reading last night that uh, Seattle is in a position right now where it sounds like their city council is going to have a majority vote to defund their police department by 50%, which is insanity. Yeah. If you, let's just put that in Des Moines terms. If you defunded the police department's budget by 50%, that would result in about a 45% reduction in our employees. So what you lose is you lose everything but us responding to 911 calls and investigating crimes. You're going to lose our youth programs. You lose our traffic unit. You lose the, the hundred. Ooh, no speeding tickets. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. See, there you go. That's probably the way they'll push it. Um, yeah, but then it's like, okay, there are crazy people that drive too fast already. Right, and and our answer would be, unfortunately, I mean, we would find a way to try and address those things because that's what the Des Moines Police Department does. But you can only do so much more with so much less. And what you're going to see again is people taking advantage of those situations. But some of the most critical things that we do are our youth outreach programs or our outreach programs with our Latino community, our Asian community, those things would go. Now, to show you that we're in a great spot with the Des Moines Police Department and looking back at Seattle, I saw one of their suggestions was for reimagining the police department. Uh, They said, well, we'll make our 911 call center civilian employees. That kind of blew my mind that if you're wasting sworn police officers to answer the phone, you've got a long way to go to catch up with us because we've had civilian dispatchers and call takers since the 1970s. Mm-hmm. And that's just one small piece of what the Des Moines Police Department has been doing to, to better manage our policing and take care of our community for decades. So, I mean, that's just one small piece. So defunding the police department, it, it it's a horrible idea, horrible idea. And it, actually, a lot of these programs that we run, when I mention those 150 different you know, youth programs and outreach programs that we either sponsor, run, or participate in, a lot of those landed on our doorstep because other organizations couldn't sustain it, whether financially or with staffing. Um, we saw value in it. We, we understand that the kids in our community are our future, and mm-hmm. we wanted to keep those programs going. And, uh, you know, you take our money away, you're not going to be able to send it somewhere else and have those programs continue, and that's scary. Well, and those kids, um, I would venture to guess, are in um, areas that there is a higher crime rate, perhaps, and that there may not be respect for the police in the first place. So they're not going to go to you and they're going to avoid you. Um, So, you know, to build relationships with that, I mean, that's true of any entity. If you don't build relationships with what's coming up, the future that's coming up, you're not going to have a future. You hit it square on the head, and it's all about building relationships. And a lot of the conversations that some of our critics don't want to have are just what you said, that many, many of our resources are devoted to the neighborhoods that this small population that's screaming very loud right now wants us out of, mm-hmm. whether it's calls for service, whether it's our proactive policing, um, anti-crime units, our crime suppression, or our youth programs. That's where the majority of those resources go because that's where there's a lot of need. And that's where our argument is we're not part of the problem in that case. We're part of the solution Mm -hmm. because we are coming to you with options. And the relationship piece is by far the greatest piece. And another good example of that are the calls to take our cops out of schools. Now, that's not we're not hearing that locally, but you're seeing in other states where they're like, we want the school resource officers out. And you talked about building relationships with kids. That's the 
primary purpose, mm-hmm. really. When you, or at least, maybe not the primary purpose. Obviously, would be safety. Um, that's always going to be the argument. But that is the place where we touch our future the most. Where we have these relationships with these kids, and those kids are going to grow up and be your neighbor. They're mm-hmm. going to grow up and be. You know, our business owners, they're going to grow up and be our politicians. And you want so, them to be contrib- contributing members of society. Yes. And that means that they have a good foundation system of understanding how a society works. And that includes, you know, self-control and yet also a police force to protect and defend. Yeah. Not, you, yeah. yeah. When you start talking to people who the law-abiding citizens in the neighborhoods that need our services most... And you say, hey, uh, they want to take us out of here. People lose their minds. They're mm-hmm. like, no, yeah. no, no, no. And it is a very, very small percentage of our population that creates a very large percentage of our violent crime. Well, let's talk about that. You know, it, this all of this rioting, you know, well, it was supposedly related to the murder of George Floyd, which was horrific. Yeah, absolutely. It was horrific. And I don't know a single police officer that would say that was justified. It's like, you've seen the video. It's like, no, that was, that was unconscionable. Um, and it was, oh, it was based on, you know, racial bias and that it's the, the police force in general. And you've already debunked that. But then, you know, it's evolved to be this broader racial issue. And, and I know in my circle of friends that, that, I don't see racism like this. And I mean, is there, is this broader issue of racism in America as large as what this, these riots would, would make it seem? I don't know. And, you know, the media would lead you to believe the same thing about, you know, the, the, this broad brush they're swiping across the United States of America. Mm-hmm. I, I know that one thing that we've learned here at the Des Moines Police Department and implicit bias training and cultural competency and just that awareness training has been part of our arsenal to, to front load our police officers to be the best servants that they can be in this community. Mm-hmm. It's been part of our, our uh, curriculum for a long time now. And one thing that we've learned is that everybody has bias. Now, maybe it's it might be racial. Maybe it's the way you grew up. Maybe it's the you know experiences you've had or it might be generational bias mm-hmm. um, that was one thing i learned about myself going through our training that god i had a little bit of an intolerance for you know, kids and nintendos i guess i don't know how to explain <laughs> it but because you didn't uh, have one is that is that where that's coming from <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i didn't you're right yeah. <laughs> it, but it was you know my perception that they were lazy and mm. i had to you know learn to break that down that that's and that's more about me than them. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing we've learned is that we have to recognize that we all have biases. And we have to also recognize strategies and ways to do our job without letting them interfere with the service delivery. We've also got to figure out ways to figure out if, if it is something that's you know inappropriate or not going to um, work well with our service. How do I how do I make myself a better person? And and that's one of the things we've encouraged people to do throughout the community and. There's a lot of a lot of great folks pushing this same narrative in our, our town. Take a good look at yourself and figure out what you can do to be a better person to keep your community moving forward. It may not be anything about bias, but it might be. Can you you know reach out to an organization and and help them somehow? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hear you guys talking about charity all the time, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's something really really good that goes out and reaches out and helps people. Mm-hmm. But. but- when you watch all these videos, 
You know, there was one from St. Louis where there was a person that was just screaming at this group of Catholics that were praying the rosary. And I don't know how they kept their cool because I'm not a violent person at all, but I would have wanted to shove the guy. And, you know, it's like just quit being in my face and screaming. And I just wonder where is that anger coming from? Well, what we understand, okay, talking about that incident you just described, mm-hmm. I mean, that is exactly what the, fo- this, there's been a strong surge of hypocrisy through a lot of this movement, that we want our rights, we want our rights, we want our rights. And but we want to take just, away your rights. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's not just something that we've seen um, from minorities. If you look at these crowds, there's, there's a lot of white people in there, mm-hmm. and that's great that's you want to get out there and you want to, you know, exercise your right. But it's, as you're screaming for your rights and you are absolutely blind to everybody else's, whether it's indifference or deliberate, mm-hmm. you're part of the ongoing problem in that right. there's absolutely no reason why those folks shouldn't have been able to, to do what they were doing without interference. Mm-hmm. Absolutely none. So, yeah, because they weren't doing, I mean, they, they were gathered as a group, to pray the rosary. and Publicly, but still, I mean, it was really, they were praying for peace. <laughs> Please do. We need, I mean, we need peace. Right. Now, you think about how, you know, the Des Moines Police Department has approached protest for decades. Um, you know, I don't want to get too political, because who knows what's going to happen four years from now after our last caucus experience. But, mm-hmm. you know, Des Moines has been a hotbed for political activity for decades. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I don't know if anybody you know, really pays too much attention to what goes on down at the World Food Prize, but we've had significant protests outside that organization when they're handing out some of the awards that they hand out because people want to protest genetically modified foods or, in the, right. you know, in the sense of politics, there's always you know, multiple sides. Our community has been amazingly supportive and comfortable with protests for, for decades. That's not the problem that we're seeing right now. We've, we are supportive. We have been supportive. But we cannot have this chaos continue because it is the most destructive force that's right now coursing through our, our country. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and we're going to be taking a break here in a, in a couple minutes. And so when we come back, I want to talk about some of these forces and, you know, do they have – uh, structured organizations within our community, or do they ship people in like Antifa or the Black Lives Matter specific movement? I think that's a, a, a an issue that a lot of, and we can talk about that here briefly before the break, but I think there's a lot of good folks that, that want to support Black Lives Matter because they want to support equality, but the actual movement, the Black Lives Matter movement is rooted in Marxism. And and their premises, their belief system, which you can search on their website, Black Lives Matter, are very contradictory to Catholic teachings, specifically, you know, the, the destruction of the traditional family. You know, they're opposed to the traditional family of, of a mom and a dad and the children living in a single household. Um, so, you know, it's interesting that people jump on bandwagons and yet may not understand the principles behind that. And, and I, don't, I don't know where your take is on that, but, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I'm supportive of all lives, black lives, blue lives, babies' lives, 
all lives, you know, all lives matter. And if you say all lives matter, then somehow you're racist against the people of color. Uh, one of the things that we've pushed um, it, it, out of our organization in our mouth is we've been accused of being divisive throughout this. Mm. And my answer to that has always been, we are not divisive. We're definitive. We are defining that there are good people and good organizations mm -hmm. who want to help this community be the best it can be for everybody who's here. And there are people and organizations who want to create chaos and destruction and leave us swimming in this cesspool of violence. And, you know, the strongest man comes out alive. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is not something that uh, I think any of us, when you talk about civil discord versus civil war, and I, I don't know if that's something you want to get into a little bit more. But, yes. Um, yeah, you know, we'll do that after the break, too. That's yeah. the definition that we're pushing out there. Yeah. My guest today is Sergeant Paul Prezik. He is a public information officer for the Des Moines Police Department. What is the state of America and Iowa and Des Moines? Are we just having a good civil discourse or are we on the cusp of a civil war? This is just craziness, folks. You're listening to Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education, and I agree. But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, think again. Apply for CTO and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts of the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics, Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydesmoines.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. svdpdsm.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. This is Dr. Ray Gurendi from The Doctor Is In. Okay, I'll confess. Years ago when I was asked to be on Catholic Radio, I peremptorily said, uh, no thanks. And then I realized the power of Catholic Radio. As I got emails and letters from folks who have come back to the church, whose families converted, whose lives were made better, it's training for the troops. It makes better Catholics, better Christians out of the folks who listen, and then they go out to transform the world. Your gift works to make a difference for you. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. 
whether it's in the classroom or at home. Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Here's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. Showers and thunderstorms possible this afternoon. Some of those storms with heavy rainfall are high around 90 and windy. More showers and thunderstorms overnight. Rain likely tomorrow. The weather is being brought to you by Rock Valley Physical Therapy. Outstanding outpatient physical therapy and sports medicine rehabilitation with seven convenient locations in the Des Moines metro and southwest Iowa area. I'm meteorologist Steve Hamilton on Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Gene Wells, and our text line is open. So be sure to give uh, me a text at 515-223-1150 if you have any questions for me or for my guest, Sergeant Paul Parizic, the Public Information Officer for the Des Moines Police Department. We're talking about all of the civil unrest that we've been experiencing and and I have to tell you, Sergeant, you know, I've been a little unnerved. It's like, you know, you you look, it's like, okay, why is that person driving so fast? Okay, they could just be driving fast. Are they escaping the police? Are they, you know, it's like it's heightened awareness of, of, of craziness. And for the the general population, that's, it's very unnerving to be that worried, I think, about the safety of our ourselves and our families. We definitely need to be vigilant. Um, mm-hmm. I remember a book I read, I think it was required reading back in high school, and I don't remember the title of it right now, but I remember one thing that stuck with me out of that, where there was a a, a sentence in there that said, paranoia is just a state of heightened awareness. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, I don't want to go through my life paranoid. That just right. seems so uncomfortable and so weird. So yeah, we, we definitely need to be vigilant about mm-hmm. what's happening around us. Um, but I can tell you that from the feedback we're getting, um, the absolute silent majority supports law and order, not to the extent where what people are presenting that this is a police state, but to the extent that we can all live our lives comfortably, safely, and um, with, with our with our beliefs. So um, it is something that uh, it is definitely getting better. It, it, we got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and folks have said, you know, as, as we look at some of the videos of things that have happened in the Des Moines area, it's like, why aren't those people getting arrested? Well, I don't see the police reports as to who's arrested. I don't know why people would even make those comments. But but have there been um, a significant number of people who have crossed the line who have been arrested? Or, or how, how have you dealt with those? Well, there have been just about 200 arrests related oh. to crimes committed during protest activities. Okay. Um, you know, we're not in a position where... We gloat about those types of things. If we could get through, you know, a peaceful protest um, without an arrest, that's a win for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, we do know, and there has been a lot of this shared with me in my inbox, uh, shared with the police chief, um, our cops on the street, that 
people have become increasingly frustrated and a little less tolerant of having a public roadway blocked for three hours on end. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we understand that. Now, we got to make a lot, like we talked about the balancing challenge. There are a lot of decisions we make in the moment um, that is this, where, where, where do we allow the protest to go as far as time, scope, um, and, and the inconvenience and of other people's rights, how long do we let it let it happen? Mm-hmm. And that's it's a difficult challenge to make um, because, quite frankly, every single one of them that took to the public roadways and blocked traffic was unlawful by by Iowa law. Mm-hmm. So, it's, yeah, you can protest on the sidewalks. You can, but little, yeah, yeah, this this destruction of buildings and destruction of police cars and yeah, they, and that, the. Even the That's language it. that becomes abusive is unnecessary. Well, yeah, it is unnecessary. And again, it, it detracts from the progress that we're trying to make. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the things that's a little frustrating to us right now is that the loudest voices that you hear are the most destructive sometimes. on when you, which The loudest voices you hear on the news sometimes are the most destructive. And again, slow that progress. But they get the most sound, and because for whatever reason, we're drawn to that as a society. Mm-hmm. So, but we are starting to see if there's anything we can tell you, listeners, that's you know comforting and, and gives you a little bit more confidence in, in how we're coming out of this. We're starting to see that that tide turn significantly, and um, we're back to the the same same progress we were making. Before this all started, we the same people visiting us, same people supporting us, mm-hmm. same people working forward. So, Sergeant, is that because you know my my uneducated sense is that there are individuals that that swarm into a community, get people riled up, get these events going on, and then they when it starts to wane, they leave and they go somewhere else. Did that happen in Des Moines? We have seen some of that. Um, we actually, and there was one news outlet, and I, I wish I could give them a little bit of credit for being um, fair on this issue, but I can't remember who it was. But okay. there was one news outlet who did report that there were people in the crowd that were um, reporting that there were instigators in the crowd telling, you know, kind of trying to push them forward, like, go get them, go get them. Mm-hmm. Um, we did see these things. We saw um, some of the uh, most familiar faces that you're seeing in the news. Um, riling up the crowd, running around the bullhorn, screaming and yelling, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the police are giving their dispersal orders. Okay, we've been doing this for hours. You're blocking the street. It's time to stop um, over and over and over again. And then as soon as the police take one step forward to start affecting arrests for the violations that they're witnessing, that person will run through the crowd and essentially hide behind a bunch of women while people get arrested. Hmm. Um, we've seen this multiple times. Um, we took a lot of heat recently because um, one of our detectives was videotaped as he picked up a bunch of water that was placed along a sidewalk threw it in his car. Ultimately, that water was returned once a business owner wanted to claim it. But what we had to try and explain to the public, and fortunately, we now have video of this, a lot of that water that was left out there isn't to hydrate protesters. It's to bounce off our heads when they start throwing things or when Mm. things get off, off the hook. And we've got video now of that, that distribution of water for that purpose. Mm. Um, now, you know, we, we would joke 
well, we're just taking the middleman out because they're going to throw it at us anyway. Um, but we don't want to – those are the things, the little pieces, these little background things that the, the public doesn't know are happening. Um, a lot of those water bottles that were thrown at us early on in the protest were frozen. Mm. Um, That's like throwing contained, a brick. There were bricks thrown also. Some mm. contained urine. So we are seeing a lot of outside influences um, bring their strategies that you've seen in other cities when there's been riots to us. Um, we have arrested a few people from out of state. Um, but the problem is, these, like you said, these folks are really good at it sometimes. And they will find people. They can get riled up. And you might find somebody who's local and like-minded mm-hmm. that can assume your position once you move on. So do you know which entities were, or was it an entity, or is this just an, a radical individual that would come in? Or do they represent Antifa? Yeah. You know, and, so, and do we have organized Antifa groups in Des Moines that live well, and work here? That would be what we classify as intelligence information, and we can't discuss that. It's protected by law but what oh I can't but come tell, on paul it's for me <laughs> what i can tell you is that um there were people who were arrested who did pledge their allegiance to that organization um there was one gentleman who was arrested that actually was wearing a, a bandana that said antifa on it so mm-hmm. um you can see whether or not it was i mean the the influence is definitely evident um whether or not um, those folks were actually part of that organized movement, um, they won't tell us that. Mm -hmm. But you can definitely see the influence. We need to take our last break of the show. And when we come back, um, I would like to cover two issues. One, the recent attacks on religious entities, especially uh, the Catholic churches and Catholic statues, and and what we can do about that here in the Des Moines metro area. And and really, then, the big question is, is this just a good civil... um, conversation, discord that will elevate us all to a better society, or are we on the cusp of civil war? You're listening to Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio in Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, a local brewery featuring seasonal and limited-release beers located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake and online at confluencebrewery.com. Confluence Brewing Company has growlers to go, apparel, and other gifts for family and friends. Confluence Brewing Company is available for curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, CTI Ready Mix, for your support of Dowling Catholic Boys Baseball Broadcast. CTI Ready Mix has been serving Central Iowa since 2004 and has become a leader in ready mix concrete production. With 50 mixer trucks and locations in Johnston, Grimes, Elkhart, West Des Moines, and Carlisle, they are capable of supplying even the largest projects in Central and North Iowa. CTI Ready Mix, 1001 Southeast 37th Street, Grimes, 515-276-9567. Online at cti-ia.net. Programming support. Support for Catholic Women Now is provided by Iowa's injury attorney, Fred Haas. For over 30 years, Fred Haas has helped injured Iowans recover financial, physical, and emotional losses from car, truck, and motorcycle accidents, work-related injuries, and injuries due to negligence. Most importantly, providing the professional, personal, and responsive legal counsel that everyone deserves. Fred, double D, Haas, double A, the Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. While we have time... Let us do good. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company. 
providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Cents Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Cents Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education, and I agree. But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, think again. Apply for CTO and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts of the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics, Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydesmoines.org. Great talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Gene Wells, and my guest today is Sergeant Paul Prezak. He is the public information officer for the Des Moines Police Department. And Sergeant, I really, really appreciate having this conversation with you today because, you know, so oftentimes you have these conversations at coffee or on Zoom meetings these days, and, and you know, people start rattling off their opinions, and it's not rooted in facts, and uh, I appreciate your your conversation of being. Yeah, with we you appreciate today. the forum to share the information. Yeah, um, you know. Then speaking of opinions, last night I was reading about um, some of these protests, and it was interesting. There were three reports, you know, one after another, on this newsfeed. One, it was a far right wing group that initiated some event. The next article was it it was a left wing group that initiated that same event. And the third one was that it was a conspiracy by a single group that brought these two groups together to create conflict. And I'm like, holy shamoli, how do we how do we differentiate what is going on? The internet sometimes is the bane of a public information officer's existence. <laughs> it 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 is amazing uh the the stuff that comes out there you know sometimes we you talk about right-wing extremism and left-wing extremism sometimes police department feels like a pawn in that Mm -hmm. um i have really irritated some second amendment folks when i've just simply talked about responsible gun ownership Mm -hmm. so um what we need to do is like stay connected to your community um one thing i wanted to hit on if i could jam this in here real quick in your in your email you'd mentioned a friend of yours who's a business owner who yes had gotten involved in the, the Black Lives Matter protests early on. Oh, no, she wasn't involved. Oh, okay. She was very much opposed to them. Oh, okay. I, I, I might have read that. Let me tell you the scenarios. We've had a lot of people reach out to us saying that we wanted to, to get involved and do the right thing, and we were forced out when we objected to some of the more violent protests. Or mm-hmm. the, um, And that's something that we wanted to – I wanted to make sure I shot in there. Um, it really doesn't apply to your friend now when I – as I understand better, Mm -hmm. but for a lot of the folks who came out and wanted to protest and wanted to affect some meaningful change, they feel a little hopeless right now because they feel like they got, got shoved to the side and, and their support for 
something good was hijacked by you know an organization that's trying to push something bad. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that there are a ton of kind-hearted people out there with servants' hearts and minds who want to make this community the best thing ever, and we also know that this isn't Des Moines. So for anybody who is feeling a little confused or hopeless right now, just stay focused and answer your question. We just we encourage people to stay connected to the community. That's where you're going to get the best information. Mm-hmm. Don't ever hesitate to reach out to us. We'll tell you exactly what we're doing to the extent yeah. that we can. Um, and again, a good forum like this to, to share different thoughts and ideas is, is perfect. Well, let's let's talk about I need some advice. You know, as I looked at the things that happened to um, church entities, not just this past weekend, but over the, you know, the past couple of months, the, the fires, the destruction, the the um, the graffiti that's posted. It's like, you know, oh, I want to I want to organize a, a, a prayer rally. Well, wait a minute. I don't want to bring attention to my church. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have a whole group of people praying around around our our church and there happens to be a statue outside, now it's just like raising a big red flag. And now all of a sudden we're going to be attacked because of that. You know, what do we do to to say, you know, this is our faith is important and we are willing to stand up for it and and yet not draw attention to us to the point that we may, may now be targets? Well, you know, and, and, and that's a difficult conversation because there really isn't a good answer right now. And we've had these discussions inside the police department that we we have people reach out to us and say, hey, we want to support you, or we, we appreciate mm-hmm. what you're doing, but we're scared to death to say anything. Um, I have been personally targeted, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, multiple times now. You're very chief, public, of course. Yeah, and the chief has. And, mm-hmm. you know, people see this happening, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want that to happen to me. We understand. Yeah. And what we tell everyone is, do your best to stay connected in the best fashion that you can because things are getting back to where they were before, where we can actually all express ourselves and do the things that we want to do, and it's going to be better. You know, and I, I've mentioned that there's the same people at the table that were there mm-hmm. decades ago. There are also new faces coming on the scene with some fresh ideas um, from all walks of life here in Des Moines that are going to be very helpful to us. So it's not going to be the same old message going forward it's not going to be the same thing we're looking to make things better so but you do have to take into consideration that sometimes expressing yourself right now is is going to make you a target but that people are becoming very very um, frustrated with that Mm -hmm. much less tolerant of it and um, are are demanding that it stops so Mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot easier to to have that expression across the board in our community come in the near future so you're answering then our last question. Are we just having a good civil discourse, good conversation, or are we on the cusp of a civil, of a civil war? And in Des Moines, it sounds like it's going to be just a good conversation. Do you think that's true for America? I hope so. I, You know, um, it was very timely you mentioned that. I had a conversation last night with one of our Bosnian police officers, and his exact words were to me, he's like, I lived in a country that was this divided, and nothing good comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Nothing good. We've got to change the course that we're on. I think Des Moines is, 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 is we're ready to roll. We're ready to get there um, across the nation. I don't think everybody's on board with that. Um, again, you point to Seattle. There are some crazy notions coming out of there. And you hope that they don't actually, one, fly, and two, influence other communities. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, 
we were so frustrated with, you know, we, we understand the righteous anger and we, we wanted to support those who wanted to express that. Um, the destruction's got to stop. The, the blame for things that happened somewhere else got to stop because mm-hmm. it's not going to produce anything good here. Destruction so, of history has got to stop. We're, I think we're coming. Des Moines is going to come out of this good. Um, yeah, I am worried for, you know, friends, family, and, and police officers in other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. Have we had any police officers that have experienced uh, significant, I know we haven't had any deaths, but any right. uh, um, significant attacks or or um, physical harm? Um, not here in Des Moines. Uh, you know, some of us are definitely Internet targets, and that, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, what's sad is, you know, there were two McAllen, Texas police officers killed on the 11th, mm-hmm. um, ambushed, uh, not a chance. And, you know, that's something we know about up here. We understand that the pain that that brings to families and communities. We've reached out to them. But uh, one thing that we saw happening there, one of those officers, young daughters, about 13, 14 years old, wrote a really heartfelt remembrance to her dad on Twitter. She got a lot of condolences, a lot of support. And then all of a sudden she started getting the messages well, yeah, now your dad's a good cop because he's a dead cop. Um, I mean, it's just on and on. Um, prof- F the police, hashtag BLM. I mean, the most offensive things that people could come up with, that's the sound we got to squelch. We've right. got to squelch that sound. Um, so overall, um, we know the majority supports us. We are taking some precautions that you probably wouldn't have had to take in times past, but that's the nature of the, of the game right now. Um, but the one thing everybody needs to remember is we're not going to be intimidated or we're not going to bend for evil forces. We're going to mm-hmm. keep putting our uniforms on and we're going to keep coming back every single day. Now, I, I've just gotten two texts in and um, interesting. One said, terrific, informative show today. Thank you. So I appreciate that. Another one says, this police officer seems to be out of touch. What do you say to that? I know. It's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you know, everybody's welcome to their opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd like to see a little more definition to what we're out of touch with. Yeah. Um, I I really, when we hear that, we really don't know how to answer it, but we're all ears. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and to my listeners, you know, we would love to hear. Um, okay, let's see. This says he's against the hmm, the two A people. I don't know if that's a typo, and did not respond to the destruction of history comment or the harm coming to the churches. So let's talk about. We've got one minute. Let's talk about one of those. Um, yeah, destruction of history. We just can't have. Any destruction of any kind of property and anything you do to silence anybody else's voice is going to generate a lot of conversation. Mm-hmm. It's going to generate a tremendous amount of conversation. The problem with people who want to destroy our history is I had an elderly gentleman explaining this to me the other day that, you know, he's like, I was in the military and there are military monuments being destroyed right now. And he's like, I fought for the right for folks to stand out in the street and do the things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Why does that mean that the people who did it before me, who may have been misinformed or who maybe lived in a different time, we have to erase them? It's a lot of conversation to have. We should learn about them, learn right. from them. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where that's where we're headed. Mm-hmm. You have to learn from the mistakes that other people have made. That's one thing in a police department we do every single day. Are we going to make honest mistakes? Yeah, we're going to figure out a way to correct them and make sure we don't do it again. Um, but as far as the destruction of property, it's just got to stop. Mm-hmm. It's got to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We Unfortunately, we have got to sign off for today, and I want to thank you so much for joining mm-hmm. us. My guest has been Sergeant Paul Parizek. He is the Public Information Officer for the Des Moines Police Department. I also want to thank Jimmy Olson, my producer for today. I'm Jean Wells, and asking uh, St. Michael the Archangel, uh, the patron saint of police officers, to protect them in battle and to be our defense against all evil. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. And thank you today for joining me on Straight Talk. We are on the air because of the prayers and generosity of our listeners. Thank you so much. And please consider a tax-deductible gift to Iowa Catholic Radio at iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk is on every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m., but always on and available through our podcast at iowacatholicradio.com or on our free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Stay tuned now for Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. God bless. Straight Talk, where you get answers to tough issues impacting your life. Listen anywhere at any time via podcast at iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk, heard every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and replayed at 10 p.m. only on Iowa Catholic Radio.